It's award season and the suits are being dusted off. The frocks have been chosen. No, not for the Oscars, but for the Cork People of the Year and the CBA Awards. We speak on Red Business to the organisers of both on why those awards are so important and we ask who might win. Red Business Podcast with CompuBee. Building your business with premium Apple solutions. CompuBee.com So first up for award season this year is the Cork Person of the Year Awards. It has been going for many, many years and there have been many great names that have been honoured. Manus O'Callaghan is the man who has run the awards for how long, Manus? 25 Twi- years? Twi- indeed, Jonathan. 25 years. Uh, <laughs> time flies. We're having fun, they say. But it's been a great honour as well to be involved in. I think we've uh, given award to 300 Corkonians at this stage so uh, ah, that's been great Why did you set about this uh, on day I one? Because I'm, mm. I'm, I'm going to say that there's a lot of work involved in a yeah, project like yeah. this Yeah, I suppose there was a business reason actually when I set up first I was, adver- I was managing an advertising agency back in 1993 and I thought it might be a good way of promoting the city and the county as a good place to live, work and play so there was kind of a business aspect there but also I grew up in North Cork in Mallow and um, back in the day it was it was a kind of a don't spoil the child uh, kind of um, it was a kind of a there wasn't many awards there wasn't many praise there wasn't many people clapping people on the back it was that kind of environment I grew up in as we all did in Ireland of those days and I remember reading one you were, you were day, almost frowned upon for doing well weren't you? You were you were People didn't, you know, people didn't encourage you. And that was a pity. And um, people need encouragement, as we know. But in those days, it was a different environment. And no one gave anyone praise or anything like that. And I remember reading Alex Haley, he of root fame. I remember reading that he lived his life by six words, find the good and praise it. Now, that sounds like a naff phrase. <laughs> when I read it first, I thought I was a bit naff as well. But I thought more and more about it. And isn't it nice to go around there and say to someone, well done. And I know people love it. I, I Actually, before I came in here, I was just reading an article in a business magazine. And uh, there was a survey done recently. And business people seemingly would, would prefer to get encouragement and get praise and thanks for their work even over a salary increase. So that shows you how important it is. I know that doesn't apply to you, Jonathan. You no, like no, no, I, I'll take the money every time. Don't, don't confuse matters now. Okay. But it, it is important. It's a psychological thing in Ireland, isn't it? I mean, it you, you were there, Ireland of the 80s. Well, Southern Advertising was mm, the company you I was, were with. Yeah, in Southern Advertising, um, yeah. And, 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 you know, it was a tough time. We were, we were either in recession, coming out of recession, everybody, the heads were down. They were, they were. And we needed something to celebrate and so that others might follow them. We needed to point out who the heroes were. And, uh, you know, people like that. Now, there's always been sports awards around. And I suppose there's always been business awards as well. But this particular awards scheme that we set up was... It crossed all sectors. It could be someone who climbed Mount Everest. It could be someone who scored a winning goal. It's someone who might be just a good neighbour or friend, something simple like that. And I particularly loved um, finding people who were a bit below the radar, as it were, but were doing good work, but got no publicity. And by us sort of discovering them and giving them an award, then suddenly they got sponsors and all that type of thing. So I was particularly like, when when, when I came across people like that. But on a personal level, as Mm. you said, the businessman loves praise. But Mm. when you come along to someone who might have been, and you've had 
I suppose, people who've given their time to charity over the years. You've had philanthropists. You've had people who've done good things that had otherwise gone unrecognised. What's their reaction when you, you pick up the phone or you, you have the ceremony where they're named Cork Person of the Year? How, how does it go down? They're absolutely delighted. They're absolutely delighted for their family, for their friends, for their supporters, for their volunteers. You know, you have people in the past, like A.D. Roach, that everyone knows, she's won uh, the overall Person of the Year. Uh, other people would be, would be less well-known, like Louise O'Keefe, with social justice issues when she was abused many years and, ago and, in the and school fought and a case to and the European Court of Justice. Yeah, yeah. A brave woman. Uh, people like that. And then people like Barry Galvin, Criminal Assets Bureau from the business sector. Then the hurlers, Jimmy Barry Murphy from the sports sector, Professor John A. Murphy. There's 27 of them. I know we're going for 25 years, but there's 27 persons of the year because two particular years we, we chose two people. Yeah, two years where you couldn't split the difference, <laughs> was it? That's it. Well, one of them, you'll understand why, because it's Paul and Gary O'Donovan, the... The roars. You see, so. now, that's why I'd be terrible at this, because I'd pick one over the other. I wouldn't care about <laughs> the feelings of the brother. And a Sophie's choice. Sophie's choice. <laughs> you have, you look like you're flourishing in retirement, Manus. I mean, yeah. you're, you mentioned the background in advertising there. Was, mm. was that always what you were about? Well, originally I wanted to be a journalist, but I didn't know how to go about it. I wanted to follow your footsteps, Jonathan. Before I I was even thinking about it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're a young man, of course. Um, I, I... I thought in life I've had three jobs. I, I've been I've been in uh, advertising, I've been in public relations, and I've been in political marketing, which I also enjoyed. Um, as you know, I worked with Brian Crowley, the MEP, for many years. So those three jobs I've been doing, and of course, event management is part of those three jobs as well. So it's kind of my my. I find it easy enough to do it, but I do have help. Now, Pat Lamassey from Sodron and Anne-Marie O'Sullivan from A.M. O'Sullivan PR, those two are part of the core group as well. And the three of us, we work away every month and uh, there's a lot of work involved. I, I, I suppose I'd say I do three or four half days a week on it. Sort of. It's a very active retirement. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I suppose I enjoy it as well, so I shouldn't be kind of grumbling yeah. about it. It's a nice thing and it's, and it's lovely when you meet. It's like giving people a gift all the time because to answer your previous question they do absolutely Mm. love getting an award and recognition Is there a temptation that this is a kind of a social commentary as well when you see people who have done well and out of all the names you've listed the Cork people of the year there would be the the others in there who would be honoured for work that they would do for the less well off or or indeed someone who's created jobs is is there a, a kind of a social element to this? Well, I'm involved mostly in the 12 persons a month. And at the year's end, we have two judges who pick out the 12 persons a month, the person of the year. The two judges are Anne Doherty and Tim Lucy, the chief executive of city and county. And Are you, I, are you bringing them together in the one room I, to I, judge? Indeed, indeed. <sighs> Brave I think, man this I, year. I think they're delighted to come together to, to pick a winner <laughs> rather than chatting about uh, boundary city issues. boundary issues. Yeah. So... Uh, but, uh, you know, in fairness to them, I actually don't know how they, what criteria they use because sometimes maybe they're plumped for someone because how can you compare a businessman with a sportsman with a community worker? It must be difficult. But they do it anyway and they've done it again this year and they've picked a very interesting person this year which will be announced on uh, January the 19th of this month. So you know who the winner is? I'm the, the two judges and myself are the three people who know. The, we're the only three who knows and we're not saying 
anything until January 19th. No form so. of torture will get it out of you. Well, money might. Money <laughs> and here's me with an empty wallet, unfortunately. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd have an exclusive on Red Business. The ceremony itself is a big thing. Ah, yeah. Tell me about it. Well, uh, this, the two MCs this particular uh, January are the two front uh, presenters of Primetime, Miriam O'Callaghan and David McCullough. And because RTR are a sponsor, of course, they usually supply a personality broadcaster, as it were, this every year. You get, you get two. We, this year we get two because it's an anniversary year and they're pushing out the boat a little bit. I asked them to do that and and they will do. And the Director General, Dee Forbes, who's a West Cork woman, of course, she'll be down as well to speak. And, of course, the Irish Examiner, they're, a great, they're, they're fantastic, the Irish Examiner, really, as a sponsor. I mean, they were there from day one back in 1993 and they've really created a brand. I mean, the other people, I've already mentioned, O'Sullivan PR and Southern Advertising, Cork Crystal, who provide all the, the trophies, Tony O'Connell Photography as well, does the, all the photography free? These are all, people all do this free of charge. And Musgrave Marketplace give us wine because we need plenty of wine on the the, <laughs> the awards. <laughs> so it's in the Rochester Park Hotel on well, the nineteenth of January at lunchtime. Now it's invitation only. What we we don't sell tickets or anything. What we try to do is invite people from each sector, from sport, from business, from community, from whatever. That's what we try and do, like a representative. Now you're very modest about this, but you have actually been noted that yourself this year with a civic reception because yeah, of yeah. your work on this. And I know you don't want to talk about it, but I have to mention the fact that the Lord Mayor has given you this honour. What, what does that mean to the man who's given out the awards for the last 25 oh, well, years? Well, it's very nice, and thanks for mentioning it, Jonathan. But really, the Lord Mayor is having a civic reception to mark 25 years as against marking Manus O'Callaghan. <laughs> Hope he doesn't mark me. But um, <laughs> and So it's all those sponsors that I just listed there. We're thanking all of those for the 25 years. And uh, we're going to continue on. I won't be there in 25 years' time, but uh, I'm sure young Pat Lamasty and young Anne-Marie O'Sullivan will continue on and some other people will continue on with the awards as well but uh, yeah it's been lovely it's been a lovely 25 years I've enjoyed every minute of it and and, and, and I wish the best of luck to the other awards as well. I meet other people from other awards and I wish them the best of luck and I help out with people like Paddy O'Brien of the over 60s. He's celebrating 42 years running that Actually, there's show. loads of time left. See, if you've only done 25 and Paddy's done 42, there's loads of time <laughs> left in you yet. Don't be writing yourself off. Well, I'll be, I'll be looking forward to my 70th birthday at the end of this year. You were supposed to say, don't look at... I was going to say you look yeah. a bit older, but I, I decided that would be yeah. ungracious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Madison, look, uh, the very best of luck uh, oh, to thanks. everybody who's taking part this year. Uh, there's 12 great names on the list of which one will be chosen. It is only one. You're not going for the double act again this year. I Well... In, you, in you, can, one, you can't say... In, in, <laughs> in, in, in one of the years, there's three ladies and... Uh, so it could be a person of the year or persons of the year. Uh, I can't say, but uh, it's a very, very deserving winner and indeed a very popular winner or winners this year. 19th of January, <laughs> we'll find out who the winner or indeed winners are. Manus O'Callaghan, organiser of the Cork Persons of the Year Awards. Thank you for joining us on Red. Thank you, Jonathan, very much. The Red Business Podcast with CompuBee Business. Improving productivity with the latest Apple technology. CompuBee.com. So the Cork Person of the Year Awards is one thing, but there's another big award ceremony this month, which is the Cork Business Association Awards. And to tell us all about them, we have the CEO, Lawrence Owens, with us now in studio. Lawrence, how are you? Hello, Jonathan. I'm very well. Tell me when your awards are on. The awards are on on January the 20th, um, which is Saturday night uh, in Parky Keeve. So that's the day after the Cork Person of the Year Indeed Awards. Indeed it is. So it's, it's a day busy, after. busy day. It's a busy weekend for awards <laughs> in Cork, so everybody will be smiling, I hope. T- tell me a little bit about the awards. Who have you no- who's nominated and why? 
Well, the awards have been going on, I suppose, the CBA awards have been on since 2003. They were the brainchild of the late, great James O'Sullivan, who sadly passed away last year. Uh, and that was J- James's idea that he wanted to put something back in to recognise business within the city. Uh, and since, since 2003, they've been there as, as one of the prestigious awards in Cork. And um, this year, what we decided to do um, is expand them out a little bit to recognise more, some more of the categories. So this year, instead of two awards, there's ten. Ten awards, okay. Yes. So that a little bit more excitement on the night. Well, there is because I think as the the organisation thankfully is expanding, we have more membership. We're across different sectors, so I think we we decided as a group we have to recognise those sectors. Whereas I think we might have been a little bit precious by just having two. So we're now going out to ten uh, in the various sectors. There's eight categories, and then there's the two what they call the I suppose the prestige awards. Not that any of them are less prestigious, but that's the medium category and large category, which have been there since 2003. I love that. You should put that as the strap line. Uh, the awards. No longer precious. It's a, <laughs> it's a good way. Um, but the thing is, and I know from having done this podcast for the last seven months, yes. there are so many businesses out there and they're all very deserving in their own way. They, many will have survived the recession, which is an achievement in its own. Others will be flourishing. Others will be growing. We have indigenous Cork companies now that are world leaders as opposed to bringing in world leaders and, and taking Cork people in. It is a good time right now, despite what we've been through, to to recognise and honour those that are doing well. Absolutely. I, I think one of the things that would actually... Uh is, is so challenging is when you're sitting there with the rest of the judges there choosing and selecting from the huge number of businesses that applied. Um, it's incredibly difficult because, you know, you could make a case for any one of them. Then we had the shortlist, which the judges did, and, and in, in terms of the categories for the eight, the, the shortlist is business will be there on the night and then the winner will be picked out of those three. And I, and I know this might sound like a cliche and, and, you know, easing people, but any one of them could have won because they're really strong businesses. And any businesses that are there now have come through, as you quite rightly said, difficult times. They've slimmed down, they've trimmed down, they had to be better at what they're doing, otherwise they wouldn't be there. And it's a great testament to, to Cork and Cork business that they are. And we, you know, the positivity in Cork, as I looked over the, the skyline yesterday, Another crane appeared. That's I mean, right. There's another. Know, we're up to four in the city centre. And, and people who listen to the podcast know I became a little bit obsessed <laughs> with cranes and our lack of them in Cork. But now we are we're up to four in the city centre. Not to mention, I think there's another three or four in the suburbs. Absolutely. And look. It's great to see. And I, I know what I'd like to see another crane, but we'll, we'll, we, we, we might want to go no, did there. Did you hear the bad news? They found some historic settlement underneath, dating back to beyond what they, they'll never build. Anthem I read on that it last now. night. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on before we get poor Lawrence's blood pressure up when we're talking about something positive like the awards. Uh, the Cork Business Association, uh, it, it's been around a long time. Yes. Uh, but it has kind of come into its own in the last while through the stewardship of, and I don't leave anyone out, but people like yourself and Claire Nash and Pat O'Connell and all of the other people who are on the board. It really is a much stronger organisation now than it has been to date, isn't it? Well, I thanks, John. We'd like to think it is. I think we're more relevant. Um, it's been there 60 years. This is our 61st year going into 2018. And I suppose it was set up to represent the city businesses. Uh, they felt that there was a little gap there. But I think, like every organisation, it became dated, it became tired, and we had a relook at it, and we re-energised it, uh, which means that we went out and, I suppose, were a little bit broader in terms of our remit. It probably was seen as very much a... Uh, what I tend to look at as a, a parchment and, and vellum organisation. So we had to get out there and be more relevant to the members, because if you're not relevant to people you represent, 
why, why bother? You know, they, they, they'll just go somewhere else. And, and the thing is that there's a lot to be relevant about when you yes. talk about rates and you talk about the challenges like the flooding issue. We, we know that's one of the times <laughs> I met you when Wellies yes. on the South Mall. You were the first out there. Um, there's a lot to discuss. And, and while Cork Chamber does a good job in many levels of doing Absolutely. it, there's, there's room for another voice. Unquestionably. And, and I think it's quite rightly you touched on some of the individuals that, you know, for no other reason than their love of Cork and the passion for like Claire uh, Nash, who was a president in two years, and Pat, who's done incredible work over the last two years. And I know, no, he probably drives him mad when I walk into English market with a load of other envelopes and tests where he's going to go. And but he does it; he gets on with it. As long as you walk out with a side of smoke, well, yeah, he doesn't mind. I like to pay for it too. But um, <laughs> no, the likes of the guys like Pat O'Connell uh, and and our executive who put in the effort for nothing else because we don't pay them. And everything they and I just made a point. They're going to the dinner on the twentieth. They buy their own tickets, so there's, there's very free lunches because we're a not-for-profit organisation, and we have to you know work with that that kind of remit. But we have some great people that are passionate about the city, and I suppose they've helped usually to bring the CBA to where it is today. Your own background, uh, you, you've been involved in business in Cork. I, I won't ask you how long. So 150, 150 years. 150 yes. <laughs> 130 as an adult. Um, <laughs> tell me, your background is retail, isn't yes, it? Yes, it so is. You were in Debenhams for many years. I was in Rochester stores first. That was my first port of call for probably a hundred of those years. Um, I, I went in there for a summer job. Uh, John Mackin, uh, my great mentor, employed me. Uh, one of the greatest people I ever worked with uh, and a great man. Um, and I was there for the vast majority of my life. I went to Waterford then to set up the store back in the early 90s and then I came back to take over what we call the flagship store in Patrick Street in 98. And that laterally went to Debenhams then in 2006. And it is is the grand old dame of Pana. Uh, That building, it was the first, if I'm not mistaken, to be rebuilt after the fire. It was. Um, It was. And it it does tower over a lot of the retail outlets around it. I know BTs and Mm -hmm. and, and where Pennies is, which used to be the Munster Arcade. Correct. this, This really was the flagship as you describe it. It is. It's, it's a fascinating building. It's a very complex building. It's a very expensive building to maintain because it's listed in terms of the, the, the works there. I could go into a, a whole story about the burning of Cork and how it got rebuilt prior to Brown Thomas, but that's for another day. Um, but it's, it's a real legacy to the city. And I think in one of the things that when Debenhams came in and uh, in, in speaking with them, we kept the Roche stores over the top. And I, I was quite insistent that hopefully they would do that. And they didn't change anything. So that all... Roaches stores like logo is still up at the very top because people still say we're meeting outside Roaches. And when you walk through the shop now, because is, is it easy to walk through the shop now when you're not the CEO, when you're not the boss man? Um, Jonathan, if I'm be honest, I very rarely if ever do. I ever, I very rarely have ever do because I've always said you sh- I, you're, sh- you're telling them out loud now. You shop elsewhere. Be careful. <laughs> I know they that. might be listening. I don't think you should go back. You know, um, I don't want to be that old guy that used to be here hanging around. I've moved on. I'm doing something different. I had fantastic years there, particularly with Roaches and with Debenhams. I wouldn't say a bad word about either either two businesses. But look, you move on. You do something different. And I've been involved with the CBA again for eighty to hundred years. So you know, <laughs> I keep going with that. Um, so what's next? I mean, you mentioned the crane count, which is good. Yes. Uh, the hotels that are opening in the city centre. We have an awful lot of restaurants. That's probably one of the bigger challenges we have is that every vacant unit has been turned into a restaurant, not all of which will survive. You know, what's the advice coming out of CBA now to people who are starting their business or starting on that kind of treacherous journey of opening retail in town? 
Opening retail at Ireland Retail, it's tough. You know, first two years, obviously critical time. I think it's important that we get a mix and balance right in the city. Uh, you don't want to overdo. But equally so, I'd rather business opening than looking at a derelict site. So let, let's be realistic on this. Uh, and people obviously do their own due diligence. Um, we have a very exciting time in Cork. There's a lot happening. But I think we have, we have the challenges as well, Janet. And I have to say this. We've got to look at the infrastructure and look at the whole mechanism of how we're going to expand out our city. OK, with the, the McKinnon report and, and expanded Cork, which, as you probably know, we had a very clear position on this over the, the last number of years. And not saying you, that you, we were... You, and again, just to clarify, you were in favour of the expansion, weren't you? We were in favour of the expansion, but with uh, an autonomous and a, a governing Cork City Council. Which is kind of what's happened. Which is what's happened. Sure, um, you were right all along. <laughs> we were right all along. But but it's not about winning. It's about it's about what's right for the region. And it's not about Cork City, because how Cork City works and impacts, impacts the region. And we want Cork to survive and, and prosper. But I, I mean, to go back in terms of the point, it's about the infrastructure deficit that the Cork region has when you if we want to be a counterpoint to Dublin we've got to expand Cork but within a way that we can get people into the city get more people living in the city I don't think we can use the word again be too precious about height we've got to expand out so that there's actually more people living in Cork city centre but also our infrastructure Jonathan you know, the vast majority of people come in by car. We've got to improve our public transport. We've got to look at the future of a rapid bus system, which was on the Lutz plan back in 2000. We're still talking about it. Mm. So, we, you know, we, we're, we're doing certain things, but, you know, you can't increase and open up the commercial side without looking at how you create that modal change for people to get in there. Now, I nearly caught out Manus at the very end of his yes. interview to give me the winner, right? Now, he didn't He didn't <laughs> quite make the mistake. Do you know who the recipients of the awards I on do the 20th indeed. are? I do indeed. Are you going to let Anthony slip here now? Um, I, I, I suffer from temporary amnesia now, but uh, <laughs> no. Obviously, it's on the night. And... Um, I'll say this, they're all winners, Jonathan. That, that is the cop-out, the classic cop-out <laughs> of somebody who has information that they don't want to impart. It is on the 20th of January in Correct. the new Parky Cueve. In the new Parky Cueve. And I just want to mention this, if I can use a plug. Uh, I think the seats are, tickets are all gone, which is fantastic That's for a good us. thing. But our charity of choice on the night, and Pat O'Connell's charity of choice, is Mary Mount Hospice. Um, we will have a number of prizes on the night. If anybody wants to contact CPA with a nice, solid prize that we can raffle on the night for Marymount and all proceeds will go 100% to Marymount, we would be delighted. Okay, and that is a good call-out. So if you want to help Marymount Hospice, and God knows there's enough people in the city who do want to do that, a spot prize on the night uh, would go down well. But good luck to everybody who is nominated for the CBA Awards. You'll find out in the great venue that is Parky Cueve on the night who the recipients are. But for now, Lawrence Owens, CEO of the Cork Business Association, in a second century. Thank you very much for joining us. My thanks to Lawrence and to Manus and good luck to everyone who's nominated in those awards. Neil Hennessy produced the podcast. Don't forget to email redbusiness at redfm.ie if you want to get your business involved and we'll catch you as always on the next one. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB. Apple technology and solutions for your business. CompuB.com